maybe there's going to be like a hundred GoDaddy commercials <laughs> and it's probably GoDaddy, <laughs> GoDaddy throughout I, the whole entire I, halftime. And, I still remember the very first GoDaddy commercial. Welcome to episode 142. This episode two is we talk about pandemic survival with style. Disney pisses off SoCal and Anton in lockdown. I'm Al Flores. Now I'm Anton Duong. So what's the COVID update? You, you showed me a little screenshot yesterday. Yeah. So last week, uh, you know, everything was normal. Everything was fine. Uh, you know, just a regular work week. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, we find out that someone at my workplace has COVID. Again? Positive. Uh, yeah. But this time, this person has been, you know, walking around work and going through, you know, hallways and going into our office and Okay. Kind of going mm. everywhere. Yeah. Um. Because last time it was yeah, just so, the, just the where well not just but it was it was uh, restricted to the warehouse area only, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the thing is that uh, this person uh, came into our room, and the the good thing is like I was at least six feet or more away from this person. Um. I mean, I I don't really do a whole lot of um uh interaction with this person Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it just seems like you know they had it yeah i did have exposure so i had to quarantine myself uh, the next day which is friday um so throughout the weekend i've been sleeping in a different room uh i'm trying to help out as much as i can with uh, my wife so Mm -hmm. so she doesn't have to do everything um and i know that it's a lot of work for her but anyways um I went ahead and went yesterday to one of the urgent cares to do a COVID testing Mm -hmm. and uh, um, it came out negative, which is good. But um, I'm not so sure when when it would be. I mean, I I, I calculated. I mean, I saw that person on a Wednesday. So I was thinking like, you know, the fifth day would be probably Sunday. So I went ahead and did that yesterday. So anyways, uh, I. I don't feel anything. And usually like a lot of people who have COVID, um, it's different for everybody, I guess. And sometimes it can come 10 days later, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. So uh, I'm going to see if I'm OK tomorrow, if I'm OK tomorrow. If not, if I feel any symptoms, I'm probably going to have to go check again. Um, yeah, yeah but like you said, y- y- you did the test, right? It, it wasn't that bad. No, they, they did in the the brain picker, right? Yeah, yeah, the brain picker. Yeah, did they, they do the, Did they do the the back of the throat also? No, just the yeah. picker. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's weird. Like you you see the the videos and and you know what the test is going to be like, and you're like, oh, that's terrible. It's all the way back there. We're like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. It's uncomfortable, but it's not that bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, also, one of my uh, coworkers that usually work in a department that's right next to that person. Uh, he also tested on uh, Saturday, but it came out negative, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, he did the PCR test, which uh, takes anywhere from 24 to, I mean, a day to three days, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably the one that you got. Yeah, uh, I did the rapid tests, which is very, very 50-50. Yeah. And the reason why is because uh, I think it's... Um, it's only an antigen test mm-hmm. to, see to basically see... So, I mean, I came out negative, so that means my body's not really fighting any sickness or anything. So, 
Um, but with his test, I, I kind of feel more assured because he's next to her. Yeah. But who knows? Everybody's body's different. Do I mean not not to be judgy, but do you does this person seem responsible or have they been making questionable decisions the past couple of months? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, yes uh, and no. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's I don't know because because the rapid the rapid test also concerns me because they've they stopped using some of the ones in LA because the rapid test wasn't accounting for some of the other variants that are starting to pop up now. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, yeah, it's the uh, the CDC now is recommending like you said ten days uh, unless you start showing symptoms. Uh, once you mm-hmm. start showing symptoms, you add another ten days or you start the ten day counter again. Uh, so yeah, 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 hopefully you're good. Um, are you planning to do another retest just to be safe before you end your quarantine or what's the plan? Yeah. I mean, uh, I plan to do, uh, a couple more days just to be safe. Um, but if I do have to go into work, then uh, I probably have to mask up and, um, stay mask the whole entire time. Um, but, uh, so far none of my coworkers have any, uh, symptoms and they did their testing. So, um, yeah, just, let's just hope that it stays like that. Yeah. But other than that, dude, um, what's up, uh, Tampa Bay and uh, KC? What's going on, Buccaneers? I, I have yet to recognize the season as a legitimate NFL season just because of all the COVID <laughs> stuff that's been happening. Yeah, uh, true. As much of a football fan as I am, and you know, out of the mm-hmm. major sports, football is the one I, I traditionally follow the best. This mm-hmm. season, I have not been watching any of the games. I'll keep track of some of the news, but yeah. really, it's just like oh uh they had to reschedule this game or this player tested positive so they're out on the bench for the next week and a half blah blah, blah. and I, I just i feel like this isn't really this doesn't count congrats to them yeah it's it's not like a real uh season <laughs> it, it's, it's more the- of like a playoffs but like um like uh with like really weird rules this is like the xfl trying to like add in random rules like for, yeah. This is this is them going. All right, we're gonna play the regular season, right? But before your game, we're gonna spin this wheel, and whatever it lands <laughs> on, that's your handicap for this game. Oh, and so you lost your star quarterback. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know how the game's gonna be. That, that's the weird thing about this season. Okay, so um, it's kind of weird, huh? How uh, um, Buccaneers? Um, oh yeah, I, I think the game's gonna be here in in Tampa Bay, right? Yep, the first time ever that the mm-hmm. stadium hosting the game is the one is the home for one of the teams that's in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So weird. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, it turns out there's only gonna be ten thousand tickets sold. And Do you hear about was, that? I di- I didn't even know how they're gonna handle the, the attendance, but that makes sense to me because they're trying to yeah, limit. They're gonna split a lot of groups up uh especially i think there's gonna be like every two seats or something like that and then um i think the stadium itself is like fifty thousand people yeah and then yeah yeah they're cutting it down so it's only like ten thousand. so can you imagine how much the tickets are going to be i'm more curious about how the actual halftime show is going to be at this point uh i mm-hmm. know they're still going through with it i just i'm wondering how it's going to be uh, the other thing too is a lot of major sponsors are backing out. Pepsi and Coke have mm-hmm. backed out. They've said that they are not going to be advertising because like it's a waste of money. <laughs> they, they, pretty much, that, that's what they not even waste of money, but they said like right now they have other priorities than to 
than to spend that kind of money on a, on one one TV spot or, or you know a couple mm-hmm. hours of TV time, uh, which makes sense. I mean, like the one of my well, my course, one of my, my manager's husband when the pandemic started, pretty much told everybody, "All right, we're gonna tighten our but like we're not in trouble yet, but we're tightening our budget now." to prepare yeah. for the long haul. And I feel like that's what Coke and Pepsi are doing is we're not going to be dropping this kind of money right now until we know where the company's secure. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, Coke and Pepsi are two of the most uh, recognized brands. valued companies that, that still make money because people are at home drinking Coke and Pepsi. But, <laughs> and I said, but, and, I, and but, I asked this because I, I just recently invested in uh in Ambev's South American country, uh, South American distribution. I think a lot of it too is the, uh, their their fountain drink marketing or uh, uh, business part is not doing as well because there isn't these restaurants ordering a bunch of syrup boxes and and sub, you know resupplying mm-hmm. their fountain fountain True. system because True. there's no indoor seating, there's no free refills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of beer companies right now are, are kind of on the, that same edge to where they're, they don't usually make those uh, hard seltzer stuff. And they're starting yeah. to like, you remember, Fun- you remember Funky Buddha, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's like a like a, a microbrew. Uh-huh. Uh, but they got to a point where they're making their own hard seltzer too. And driving on the freeway here, uh, there's a billboard for it. So I don't know okay. if they're really trying to push it just to sell that stuff that they uh, they probably just have a lot of alcohol just lingering around. Yeah, that, and that's the other thing too. I think I just saw. I think it was Budweiser that that joined Pepsi and Coke into not advertising, but I could be wrong. I know it was one of the major mm-hmm. beer companies that mm-hmm. that did that. So I'm curious about the the quality of the the commercials. The, like you know the the things that are really signature suitable are not going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we'll see uh, how the <laughs> the game's gonna go. Uh, I'm kind I'm kind of curious to see how. Um, yeah, that's all gonna play. Patrick out. Patrick it's Mahomes crazy. is. I mean, two. He could go two for two. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe there's gonna be like a hundred. GoDaddy commercials, and it's probably GoDaddy, <laughs> GoDaddy throughout the I, whole entire I, halftime. I still remember the very first GoDaddy commercial that I saw for the halftime, for not halftime, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. No one knew what the hell they did. <laughs> the commercial <laughs> ended. I think it was like the the they're in a courthouse, and then this like blonde with big boobs all of a sudden just took off her shirt and revealed like a very like uh, revealing tank top that says GoDaddy. And she just goes, go daddy, baby, or something like that. And everybody cheers. And I'm, and everybody like, in the room that I'm watching the game with, they're like, what the fuck is go daddy? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, we're going to look forward to that game in about another two weeks. Yeah, two weeks time. Yeah, I was also going to counter. Yeah, about two weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, ready to get into news here? Yeah. I'll start enough uh, very local here. Disneyland Resort Resort has ended its annual pass program effective immediately. So this program has been in effect for almost four decades, and I've I've participated in it. You've participated in it. My brother had it at one point too. It's it's a very SoCal thing, but yeah, they 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 stopped it. No explanation. They just said it's over. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Uh, but I mean, it kind of makes sense because uh, they 
can't uh, keep extending people's passes because of the, the the pandemic. And especially when it's closed for so long, it just doesn't really make any sense to sell the pass itself. Yeah, I was talking to Martha about this because she, she was shocked about it. Well, it kind of makes sense to me because they it, make it, more money selling the tickets yeah, by itself. Right. They, they mm-hmm. do. And that's and I was trying to say that it's uh, the pass was as a way for the 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 park to have you know guests in it regularly even during this during the slow slow days like weekdays uh, Mm -hmm. where you know people just come in and spend more money on snacks and stuff like that something yeah at least you're getting foot traffic in the park warranting it for to be Mm -hmm. open Monday through Thursday or whatever it is Uh, Mm -hmm. but. With the pandemic happening, like you said, right now the passes really aren't in effect. Uh, I bet you anything. Once the park fully reopens, there is going to be no shortage of ticket sales. It's going to be uh, it's sold out right away, especially because uh, Marvel's section is supposed to open up as soon as it opens too. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Galaxy's Edge was fairly new when it opened, and it was only in effect for a couple months before the pandemic hit. Uh, and I, I, I just think this is, and also they they were already having problems too with the pricing and people not being happy with how it's being priced. But they had to raise it up because there's still a lot of crap load of pass holders that were showing up and uh, mm-hmm. making it less of a fun experience for the tourists, which actually spends money at the parks mm-hmm. as opposed to the pass holders. I, I, I give it, I give it until 2025 before they start implementing some sort of annual pass program again yeah yeah it's gonna be a while until they bring that back up they, they need to make some type of uh money with the tickets but the weird thing about the passes here in orlando uh is that the disney uh world passes are like in the thousands right now yeah they're like i think uh, the lowest one that you can get right now is a thousand three hundred uh something almost 1400 and that's without tax with tax probably be like a thousand four or something um but yeah it's crazy how they're raising it and i'm guessing the reason why is because they want people to come and 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 and, you know pay that amount of money because i mean they already got the foot traffic ready still because they're still open here um but yeah all that's crazy to me so so the 1300 package or or, yeah tier yeah yeah you get all the parks Block Except for the water parks. Uh, I don't think there is any blockout okay. dates right now. I'm wondering, too, if it's just the layout, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Disney World is more spread out. And also, it's not as in the middle of, you know, a city. It's kind of in its mm-hmm. own little little territory. Yeah, they're very high tech here, too. Yeah. Uh, I think their whole security team is really, really way up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to what it is in California, I think they here is more, um, more modern. Because I'm, I think they check everybody through like thermal cam. I saw the videos, yeah. As they're coming through yeah. the the check the the metal scanner, they're checking temperatures mm-hmm. via the thermal camera, uh, mm-hmm. th- which is good. But at the same time, you don't have to have a fever to you know have COVID and, no. and pass it. That's mm-hmm. that's a kind of sucks, but it's mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, sucks. But then again, I didn't have a pass right now, so I'm really not that hurt. I was even considering yeah. to get in again, but then I was like, no, I'll wait because when they announced Marvel yeah. Marvel section is going to be opening, I was like, ooh, it's going to be crowded again. Yeah, I have my pass. What, that, and, would that uh, still yeah, work here? What a waste. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so that pass, uh, I guess it's expiring like this month or next month or something like that. They did extend it like another three, four months. Yeah, but what but, I mean... Yeah, it's better safe than sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, end of an era, at least for now. 
speaking of eras, Xbox Live, who's had its membership price for $60 a year for years now, uh, recently mm. announced that they'd be raising the prices up to $120. That is doubling the price. And then a few days later, they quickly backtracked and said, no, no, we heard you guys. We're, we're going, we're reducing the prices back down to 60 back to where it was. Yeah. That's a good thing because uh, a lot of people are like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> I, I it's have... just an internet service uh, that they see. Even the $60 doesn't really um, put you in a solid uh, uh, support for, you know, um, banning other people in the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many people that were playing, um, I think, Overwatch. Yeah. There, there are so many people abusing the system. So. Yeah, I know. And, and uh, the other thing, too, that, that this shows me is that people have no idea what it takes to run that kind of network. Mm-hmm. Like, which is uh, PlayStation. It's a lot of people on there. Well, yeah. And, 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 and granted, place, props to PlayStation for offering it for free. But for what they have to do in the background to ma- even maintain it is you know it, it more in some sort of price uh but uh, uh actually i think playstation charges that i think it's called playstation uh, network really that was still free price um no uh yeah it's uh 60 dollars a month also oh, okay so imagine it uh um the only person that does it free for a while was nintendo but then they're also cha- charging it to i think it's like 3.99 a month yeah i think i paid 20 dollars for the yeah. year or something like that. i don't know what it was mm. um yep, yep. but i i'm wondering if this was just poor marketing um if they were if they meant to kind of roll in the game pass with it or they're gonna you know release other perks but they just didn't flesh it out yet and they just kind of announced the price or the price slipped out before they're ready mm-hmm. because if, if they're willing to do 120 dollars for xbox live and the game pass for a year i'd be down with that because i think the game pass by itself it's 20 dollars a month or something like that or 15 dollars a month mm-hmm. um you know maybe they'll offer two tiers 60 bucks for just that's a pretty good deal because the the thing is that i think for them they're they're trying to look at the statistics of uh how many people buy a game in a year yeah and especially a lot of games now there's a lot of replay value to it uh i mean for example like uh people are still playing destiny people are still playing uh, overwatch uh people are still playing uh, um uh call of duty and usually for these people who are hardcore gamers, they'll buy all the games, but there's uh, people who are dedicated to a certain franchise. So at most, they'll probably buy like one or two games a year. Or like me, well, I, I did buy mm-hmm. one game. Or like me, that kind of keeps going back to the free game, which is Warzone. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, to your point, that I recently discovered that one of my friends, uh, she posted on X, on Xbox Live on facebook that uh she's playing destiny i was like holy shit i'm playing destiny forever i totally forgot like i didn't think it's it still have some popularity to it but apparently it does like they're mm-hmm. still rolling out dlc for it and everything mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's a good game it's solid so i think that's the reason why a lot of people keep coming back i miss it but then i, I don't know if you hit that point but it's kind of repetitive because you you max out your mm-hmm. your character and then you're like all right either i'm i'm overpowered to defeat these raids or i start a new character for a different class yeah yeah <laughs> all right so speaking right. of speaking of gaming uh razor the gaming company has released uh some information on their smart mask uh this is their very tron-like design uh that has an airtight padded seal for comfort that is one of their main things besides besides safety is they wanted it to be comfortable for people to wear it for a long time uh it comes with a uv light box that charges and sanitizes it at the end of the day it has a built-in speaker and mic 
So when you're talking in the mask, the speaker, uh, you know, in a very indoor voice, it enhances way, it. It amplifies yeah. your voice so you can hear it because mm-hmm. they wanted, uh, you know, not only for you to be safe, but you to communicate effectively. And along with that, they made the mask transparent to help you, you know, convey facial expressions and whatever. You know, instead of like using your eyes, like which, by the way, I, I, I thought eyes were very <laughs> expressive. But talking to somebody with a face mask, you're like, I don't know if you're sticking your tongue out or not. But like, are you joking or? <laughs> uh and of course it also has a filter for the the n95 respirator and it wouldn't be razor if it if it didn't come with the razor chroma rgb to customize the color you want your mask to be Mm. i think those would be uh very cool at raves that's what i was thinking (laughs) yeah i was Mm -hmm, like holy shit like they should even if the pandemic like ends with the next six months ravers would love this and you know stoners would be modifying this to like hotbox themselves or something (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um you look cool doing it yeah for reals yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah i as as i was preparing the show notes for this episode i did sign up for their uh notification of when it goes on sale if Mm -hmm. it's less than 200 bucks i might buy it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i'm really thinking 200 is gonna be their price point just because of the, the box that it comes with it's gonna be uh some some heavy gear that comes with it so so that money was supposed to go for your new xbox right uh, potentially xbox yes okay <laughs> we'll see <laughs> all <sighs> right that's on are you gonna are you gonna get it or what's your what's your i don't know i'm, I'm gonna see how you like it first <laughs> uh, okay i'm gonna get a pick now yeah yeah. All right, uh, keeping on with the gaming news, Lucas Lucasfilm Games. Uh, we talked about last episode, and I said that with the rebranding, that makes me think that they're going to be announcing some stuff soon, and they wanted to prepare the, prepare the brand for those announcements. In the time that we recorded and recorded now, they released a teaser trailer for Indiana Jones in, with working with Bethesda yeah. Games. Mm-hmm. No real details other than it's going to be a new Indiana Jones story independent of the movies, and there is talks. Well, there are there is a game in development called star wars well about star wars it's gonna be open world that's gonna be so much fun i think it's ubisoft that's doing it right ubisoft with lucasfilm lucas game lucasfilm games sorry lucasfilm uh and there's rumor that they are gonna they're already working on battlefront 3 and they should be announcing it soon Mm -hmm. so a lot see i love the battlefront games but um just no time to play it's 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 good i like it i love the non-star wars battlefront games (laughs) uh i think i saw that battlefront sick is sick six is supposed to be uh kind of the same themes or or kind of touch back to battlefront three uh which is the one i first played for the 360 i believe um that one i'm looking forward to because it's it's just so so skinned down first person shooter and it's so satisfying (laughs) it looks like uh connection okay we're we're good I right. had a little hiccup there, but we're good. Good job, engineer. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's up with uh, Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, I heard they're delaying that. Yeah. So we talked about it, I think, in December, early December, something like that, uh, where mm-hmm. this is going to be an open world Hogwarts game. But yeah, like you said, it just recently was announced that it's going to be delayed until 2022. No mm-hmm. explanation as to why. It's just delayed. More than likely, they'll just mm-hmm. say COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's that's a good um, excuse nowadays. Yeah. COVID. So, so since we're already talking about games and it's not really not in uh, any of our show notes here, 
Um, I recently uh, signed up for Apple One. Okay. You, you know about that subscription, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I already uh, I was already paying for uh, two terabytes a year mm-hmm. for, um, you know, backing up my whole entire family's phones. Yeah. Um, and I think that was like $15 or something like that a month. Mm-hmm. And then I was also paying, no, no, that was $10 a month. And then I was also paying uh, $15 for Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? How much is Apple One? So I looked at the pricing and it was like twenty nine ninety nine yeah. for everything. Mm-hmm. So you get like um, the two terabyte, you get Apple Music, you get News Plus, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Like you get all these magazine subscriptions that you don't have to pay the premium for because they're all included in here. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of cool to have that. And then they also have Apple Fitness. And then the cool thing is Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing with some of the arcade games on here. And, dude, they're really good. They're, like, they're really good titles. Uh, one of the games was um, called Sneaky Sasquatch. Have you heard of this game? <laughs> no, but uh, I always want to play Bigfoot. Yeah, so basically uh, the, the game is uh, you're on this campsite. And uh, it turns out that someone is trying to buy the land to build like condos and houses and stuff like that those bitches so yeah so the park ranger is like oh my god uh how can we stop this from happening and uh the guy's too rich he's already buying the land soon doing paperwork so uh you know a little squirrel heard about what's going on and told sasquatch about it and then uh they're like oh what are you gonna do sasquatch you gotta do something about it so then uh yeah you're this sasquatch that lives in this campsite and none of the park rangers like you because uh you're always uh scaring people off (laughs) so anyways the game is called sneaky sasquatch because you go around you try to look for like um food to eat so there's people camping so you go to like you know um their grill and you take their hot dogs and burgers and eat them um but that's not the purpose of the game (laughs) the purpose of the game is you have to do what it takes to earn money so you can buy that yeah so so that way you can buy the the whole entire campsite so that way um you can so your property mobile sasquatch (laughs) yeah so you basically start as a, a regular Sasquatch, but then you start, you know, uh, wearing people's clothes. You start uh, uh, driving. <laughs> yeah, you start fishing. You start golfing. You start uh, um, driving. <laughs> yeah, and you, you ski, and then like it's just crazy. And then you start moving into town. You buy apartments. You buy houses. It, it's crazy. This, this is, is such intuitive game. It's so crazy. This is this uh, is it, Spore Sasquatch edition. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that this game was gonna go that far. Yeah. But um, yeah, when I first played it, I'm like, okay, this is a pretty simple game. Probably really short. And it turns out that the game is still going on. Like they're still updating the game to add new s- stories. <laughs> so in it. so so Spore might be really apt. Then you could one day just have the Sasquatch NASA. <laughs> like get, get ready to buy property on Mars or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this game kind of reminds me of uh, you, you know that Untitled Duck game. No, the the the, the really um asshole. Like you're an you're you're a duck and you're such an asshole duck where you you go around and you like mess with people, mm-hmm. but really I, you're not. You're trying to go from point A to point B, but then you just have to be an asshole duck <laughs> to do it. To it's a requirement. To, yeah, to, to do it. 
Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Untitled. I think you're right. I think it is called oh, Untitled. Untitled Goose Game. Goose Game. Okay. Yeah. So this game, the art style kind of reminds me of that. So yeah, <laughs> if you ever have a chance, you should play Untitled Goose Game. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, probably one of the best games I've played that is in that form. So uh, one thing I want to say is uh, props to Apple for their, I would say, trans- transitioning from, you know, existing a la carte apple products to apple one i was kind of like oh all right i guess i'll do it now i did it i did it a couple weeks after it rolled out um i was like all right well i i'm trying to time it so my before before my apple music and my uh storage fees go through try to line it all up to roll into apple one but yeah. I didn't need to do that. All I had to do was just enroll in Apple One, and then Apple would then later on re- refund me yeah. whatever I didn't use from the uh-huh. a la carte products. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, easy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they figured it out. Yeah, uh, I was I was really yeah. worried it was gonna be more difficult, or or I was gonna get screwed over in some some way, money wise. But not bad. Yeah. So since you have a- Apple Arcade uh, with your Apple One account, mm-hmm. I recommend you to get um, yeah, sneaky Sasquatch. And also, um, <clears throat> there's this other game called uh, Grindstone. It's pretty good too. Okay. It's also featured on their thing. Yeah, I haven't tried any of the games. Yet. It's 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 something I've been meaning to try, but I just I, I loaded it and I looked. I'm like, I really don't know where to start. So yeah, good. yeah. I'll check out Sneaky Sasquatch. Sounds like mm-hmm. fun. All right, that's one. Ready to get into streaming? Yeah. Okay. So starting off here with Batman the Animated Series, uh, the well-beloved 90s cartoon with uh, the Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman that really started the, the WB animated you know, DC stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a sequel in development. I, I'm hoping that Kevin Conroy is still attached to it because he is the voice of Batman that we all love. Uh, yeah, he does voices for pretty much almost all of the video games and all of and different versions of yeah, uh, the Batman he, he's series. He's still Bruce Wayne and, and Batman Beyond. Uh, mm-hmm. So the series is going to be for HBO Max. Uh, no release date or anything. This is still in early development. So we'll hopefully we'll get something good within the next year or so. Dude. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. HBO has been maxing it out. Yeah, <laughs> they've been they've been freaking maxing out like crazy because like uh, there's a lot of shows that are on Cinemax. They uh-huh. they just port everything over to HBO Max, and uh, not only that, but a lot of the TNT shows are are, are on there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example would be. Um, I, I watched a show Warrior, which is uh, the the Bruce Lee uh, inspired show. Right, um, really good. I highly recommend you watching it. Um, I think they just finished their second season. I think third season's coming out um, probably at the end of this year or next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, they also have Snowpiercer on there too. Uh, they have season one and two, and so far, like you know, it, it started as a really low buzz for uh, the Snowpiercer series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a really slow buzz, but then after like probably like the fifth or sixth episodes in, dude, it is really good. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend watching uh, those two shows on HBO Max. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. HBO doing a really good job. Yeah, I think the still picture season two is premiering today, actually. Season two? Season two. Season, th- season three, then. It's, 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 season three. Yeah, because yeah. I, I saw yeah, something about season TNT, TNT premiering season Snowpiercer mm-hmm. uh, for six. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm really digging HBO Max. And you know what? I, I haven't really delved into it, but uh, Martha subscribed or is doing the two-week trial for Discovery Plus. I yeah. thought it was going to be kind of like, uh, just, um, I like Discovery, but they have a crap load of networks attached to that package. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. We're kind of... Uh, they uh, have uh, Discovery Now. They have uh, Discovery Channel. a &E, uh, History Channel. Um, yeah, they got... Uh, uh, investigation discovery yeah, ID. That's yeah. the one that I think uh, Martha likes a lot. That, they have that, lifetime that as well for, mm -hmm, for those that the, are into mm -hmm. the lifetime movies and shows. Um, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. I think it's like five, six bucks a, a month too. So I'm like, okay, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe once I get tired of one, one of the other streaming services, we'll we'll switch over to this. But it's not. It's a pretty good yeah. deal. I'm feeling really bad for cable services, but at the same time, they they dug I themselves. Mean, they dug themselves in that Yeah, grave. but they're they're in a internet service now, so <laughs> which is fine. Man. Better service. better than getting kicked mm -hmm. out uh, right away. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, I, I also blame them screen over sports fans, especially the Dodgers, at least here in Southern California. Um, like time Warner was always having, uh, negotiation issues with the Dodgers streaming. So, uh, they, they would sometimes not show the games or sometimes they would show the game, I it was, but like you had to have time Warner to have, to, to stream those, uh, to stream, to watch those games on, on cable or something. It wasn't available was on so dish. Stupid. Yeah. It, it's mm -hmm. so many like little crap like that. I'm like, this is why people are cutting the cord. People are mm -hmm. just getting fed up with it. And not just the price of the cable, but like just the little like pol political stuff or business stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. It's on. Uh, and I still had a mistype here in my notes. Uh, so some Ahsoka news. Uh, there is rumor that our one of our favorite Mandalorians. Sabine Wren is going to be joining the Ahsoka series. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen some some artist conceptions of who would be good for to cast her to be casted as her. None that I'm really sold on. I have somebody in mind, but I'm kind of curious to see what you, who you would think would be a good uh, Sabine Wren. Because while the character isn't upright Asian, she did look Asian-ish in the in the in yeah. The, in the animation. I'm okay if she's either a Latin. Or Asian or Pacific Islander. So I, I was trying to think, okay, who's an Asian character, Asian actress that I know that's around that, you know, that would be around Sabine's age, you know, 30s. Yeah, like mid, early to mid 30s, right? For that, for that time era. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, my first thought was Brenda Song. Mm -hmm. Okay. I forgot much she has. She, I, I see that. Right? I see that. And she, she mm -hmm. she's done action movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just trying to find that breakout role because uh, every time she gets a role, it's uh, something serious. But uh, and she's good doing it too. But she just doesn't get enough uh, exposure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean, she she got a really small part in um so the social the social network. Yeah. Um, she played the girlfriend of uh, uh, Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's also been on yeah. some shows called like the league and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. the, the, the Soka, the Soka series seems to be focusing on Ahsoka hunting down or, or investigating what happened to Admiral Thrawn mm -hmm. uh, because they kind of, they tease it in the Mandalorian and we know from the end of rebels that they, a went to go look for, um, I'm blanking out his name now. Ezra. Ezra. I had it and then I lost. Yeah, because they went to go home for Ezra. Because I think Ezra is probably with Thrawn or something. Yeah, that, that's where we lost. I mean, spoiler: yeah. if you haven't seen that mm -hmm. as a Rebels, we saw 
Ezra pretty much sacrificing himself to ensure that <clears throat> Thrawn gets taken out. They we mm-hmm. don't get confirmation that they are dead, and the fact that they went to they went to go hunt down for Ezra and find him is uh instance that they he survived and therefore maybe Thrawn survived. And they mentioned Thrawn in the Mandalorian, so we know he's still active. He's probably one of the main uh, Imperial officers that's trying to keep the Empire running mm-hmm. even after the after. So, did you hear about what happened to the Rebels sequel? No. They're more than done. But then it's scrapped because of Ahsoka live action. They're going to tell the story in live action instead. The the voice actors already finished recording all the the stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere... um, um, yeah, some of the actors confirmed it that they they, they finished it, but then yeah, they just scrapped it because they want to do a live action Disney, version of it. Disney probably saw the success of Mandalorian was like, whoa, 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 we can do that. We- no, I think it's John Favreau. I think that's the reason why um, John had um, Dave Filoni uh, direct one of the episodes to see or a couple of episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sold, but no, but I'm saying though, like it's an easy sell. Like, look, this is a success made mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Not only can we make this uh, uh, successful series, live action series, it's really good for storytelling and for Rebels. It's as, as much faster as love- for them to produce too. A lot faster. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, animation is... Mm-hmm. Animation takes so much time and so much manpower. Um, I, I was watching one of the... Match the, voice recording uh, and then the animation has to be tweaked yeah. and then rendered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the directing is a pain in the ass too because you're, you're, you're directing multiple different scenes at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But no, so so I was watching one of the... I forget which, which one it was. I think it was the this, the, the Frozen documentary on, on Disney+. Plus. But literally one animator was focusing on this one 10 second scene of Elsa running up a, a cliff and then kind of like creating kind of a, 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 a Iceman this luge and sliding up, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She said she worked for it for months and she was happy the way it, it looked on screen. And I'm all, holy shit, if a movie is two hours long, how many animators do they have to have for each little scene? <laughs> <laughs> a lot yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah that's yeah. you're assigned one scene and that's what you work on the entire like the movie and they stitch it all together mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's just crazy though like like they're done with the show uh but it's just gonna come out in a, a different form crazy yeah. crazy 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 yeah so I, i'm ex- i'm excited for soka now more than ever uh but mm-hmm. yeah i'm curious to see what the casting's gonna be like all right anton uh what's up with the uh, bling empire the bling bling so it looks like a lot of these uh, Asian type of reality TV shows are, are, are coming up. Uh, we got House of Hoes, which I talked to you about last week uh, or <laughs> the previous it. episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, rich Vietnamese, Vietnamese people in Houston was uh, the House of Hoes. Uh, now we got Bling Empire, which is uh, really crazy rich Asian people in Los Angeles. And um yeah, so Bling Empire is a reality TV show that focuses around uh, some really ridiculously rich people. Like we're talking about mil- not millionaires, billionaires uh, and their kids who inherited their own money. Um, and uh, I guess a lot of the kids basically aren't billionaires themselves. They, they're millionaires because of their parents' money. But uh, it's kind of interesting because the main guy, uh, he's like a nobody. He has mm-hmm. no money. 
when he came to L.A., he just randomly bumped into this uh, guy who became his friend. And it just happens that he is the crazy rich Asian story uh, where he's a nobody. And then he he just joins a bunch of a, a crowd of rich people and he just became one of them. Uh, and even on the show, too, he, like, he's like, um, yeah, I don't know why I, I don't make as much money as you guys but uh they're like we don't care you're you're, you're kind of like family now so it's kind of cool like um you, you got people that are in uh the oil industry the building industry uh the shipping industry mm-hmm. and uh there's uh this lady that does like uh plastic surgery um there's um there's an arms dealer which is crazy <laughs> um like, legit yeah arms dealer <laughs> Yeah, dude, legit arms so, dealer. Okay, and so so more more like Stark or or Hammer Tech than uh yeah yeah than than freaking cartels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty crazy. Like, um, uh, I was surprised to see how uh, this show was able to um, put these people on on their, uh, on edge because like a lot of the stuff that you're like, hmm, arms dealer, isn't that a little too personal to like say on on a uh, uh you know big platform big stage mm-hmm. where people can you know see who you are um but yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool to see something like that um we've never really experienced it i mean we we saw crazy rich Asians, but we didn't really see the reality version of it um but yeah this is a really cool show um i've only watched uh, a little bit of it I highly recommend it because it's really trending on uh, on Netflix. It's one of the top shows right now. Um, yeah, so if you have a chance, check it out. It's really good. Cool. Yeah, I saw the mm-hmm. the teaser for it on on Netflix. It was like as soon as we turned on Netflix, it, it showed it, and I was kind of like, "What's well, very r- crazy rich Asians?" And I'm like, "That's probably mm-hmm. what they're going for." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're probably trying to piggyback <laughs> off that success. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so. And I just clicked off my notes for some reason. All right, Anton, uh, let's get into WandaVision. So since we recorded last time, uh, they premiered WandaVision with the first two episodes. And then just this past Friday, they released episode three. So let's go one by one. The first one being uh, episode one that takes place in the 50s. And the premise is that Wanda and Vision are struggling to conceal their powers and wacky antics as they've had this miscommunication that ended with uh, Vision's boss coming to coming over to the house for dinner. I love this, not just because it's Marvel, but because as somebody that used to watch Nick at Night, even after mm-hmm. it separated like, from Nickelodeon, I love Lucy. This um, no, this is specific, it, this uh, is Dick Van Dyke, and even the, the, the I recognize the the living room set. Um, and I was waiting for Vision to do the 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 intro gag where Dick Van Dyke trips and does a flip over the ottoman i'm sad they didn't do it but uh-huh. i'm sure that's probably insurance reasons why they didn't want paul Bettany yeah. or somebody else to do that mm-hmm. um but yeah so so walking through it the, the first scene or this first uh part of the episode they're setting up the the miscommunication which is uh they they see a little heart on the calendar and they both don't know what it represents or they both forgot what it represents which leads to both of them kind of playing it off like oh i know but you don't know <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's really funny to see um this type of humor and the things that it's 
fun to watch something where uh, you're familiar with the characters. You understand the characters. And uh, um, the way that they did this show is they didn't really need any introduction. No. That, that, yeah. That, that's why I love it. it. This could have been any uh, a real pilot for a 50s sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think the, the, the cool thing is like they didn't have to write... Uh, too crazy of a joke to make people understand what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. There are times where they reference a lot of the jokes that are uh, what we know. But let's say like a person must be living under a rock or something and they watch the show for the first time. Yeah. For sure, they wouldn't get the joke at all. Um, uh, I'll, I'll but pause, I like I'll that they have there. those subtle things. There. I'll pause you yeah. there. And, and your, proof, your proof is right here. Uh, Martha, my girlfriend, her her dad was watching the first two episodes, and I, I he is not a Marvel fan, but he was into it and he liked it. And I was telling Martha, I wonder if he knows this is part of the Marvel world and is not like an actual fifties show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he enjoyed it, so it, it worked. Yeah. But yeah, okay. the, the the boss coming over for dinner is a very fifties sixties sitcom idea. And I think that's why they chose mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's a good episode to introduce these characters, uh, the world they live in, uh, Vision's company being a generic office where nobody knows what the hell they're doing, but everybody's busy stamping and, and shuffling papers and walking around looking busy. It, it's very old TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I really like the pace that they were going with this uh, for the first episode. Um, I didn't really know, but uh, it turns out that, you know, every episode is a uh, click up to like a, another century of decade. Uh, television, uh, a decade of uh, television. Yeah. So uh, I wish they hung around a lot longer. Well, uh, yeah, but that, I think they're yeah. kind of like they want to just tell the story. They don't want to linger too much. And yeah, uh, but I, I like the whole vibe. It's fun. Well, one divisions yeah. is our first dip into these uh, limited series that Marvel's mm-hmm. doing, like She-Hulk and, and uh, uh, Winter Soldier and, and the Falcon, or Falcon and Winter Soldier. And and mm-hmm. um, Kevin Feige has been very clear that their their idea is to just tell the story and nothing more. Meaning, it, so if it takes six hours to tell the story, that's all we get: six hours of content. Whether that's eight episodes or ten episodes, it just comes down to how they want to break it up to. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. getting six hours per series, and whether or not they get a reboot mm-hmm. is is different. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I like that premise. It sucks because, like you said, I, I wish we could linger a little bit longer to kind of explore this more. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're moving forward, not dragging some of these story plots out. It actually pissed off a lot of fans because the first uh, two episodes is such a drag because they were expecting like a full Marvel like uh, blow up. Um, but it turns out we don't get that until like the the third episode. But but I I like it though. Like it's kind of, it, it, it the mm-hmm. the and I think that's why they did the first two episodes because they don't really tell us anything. Uh, yeah, it got true. so many conspiracy theories about what's going on. So many things spiraling out there, and that's what Marvel and Disney want to feed off of. Because now if somebody's kind of like, oh, I'll wait to watch it. Now they're kind of like, hold on, I want to check this out now. Yeah. So yeah. one thing else I want to I want to talk about there in this episode is uh, the early days of filming. Uh, you had a very so, some film noir tricks and, and and themes that people that that's very typical for for black and white films. Um, mm-hmm. And they they use it in in this episode. I, I I I loved it because if you're even if you're not really understanding why they're doing it, the sense of anxiety that you get when it happens is exactly what the, this is intended to do. And I'm talking specifically about 
about the the di- the the dinner scene where everything is still very sitcommy, 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 and then the boss starts to choke and like legitimately like he's like dying, and the camera all of a sudden changes perspectives. It's no longer one camera sitcom show. Now it's showing you different, ang- not even like close ups of their faces but different angles to their faces. Um, mm-hmm. The very unsettling uh, close-up of uh, Deborah Jo Roop, who, who played Kitty on that 70s show, just laughing. And it, it, it was very, I would say, just disturbing. And it really pulls yeah. you out of that happy-go-lucky world. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a, a really good uh, way to see how good of... Um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen's acting is because mm-hmm. it's such it's so on par and uh, Paul Bettany too oh my gosh both of them yeah they're both amazing yeah I, I was telling uh, Martha like this is it, it's crazy how either how good they are with their makeup or just how much of a, a of, of the face and, and and look that Elizabeth Olsen just has for that that she fits this 50s style television so well like her eyes are very big and expressive their hair you know well yeah they have to do her hair but like just her facial structure feels very 50s mm-hmm. uh so really quick for a move on here uh one thing i was looking up on imdb uh paul bettany was painted blue for this episode just because of the great the gradient um that the red doesn't show up as well as the blue does in the black and white filters mm-hmm. uh and cool. i was mm-hmm. right that the dick van dyke show was an inspiration for the living room scene mm-hmm. so, all right uh, let's go on to second episode. Uh, don't touch that dial. So this is, like I said, the next episode or the next decade. So it's the 1960s uh, where Wanda and Vision have to perform magic, a magic act in front of the community talent show. It kind of reminds me of I Love Jeannie, uh, like the whole vibe dream, of the second episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that the, definitely they're really touching on that. Uh, I think they're the, considering she is a witch <laughs> called Scarlet Witch. Uh, oh, yeah. Bewitched. Bewitched. I yeah, that kind of, yeah. yeah, that kind of style. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Also, and I think they kind of did it in the first episode, too. Uh, the, very, the the practical effects that they would have done back in the day, they used it for this episode. So they weren't using CGI for those effects. So uh, one of the episodes where she's in the kitchen making stuff float around, uh, you can kind of see the strings as they're dangling around or whatever and move, making stuff move around. Um, her changing outfits, you, you see her kind of skip a little bit as, you know, they cut the camera and then start the camera up again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is again, going back to the roots of filming practical effects and in, in, at its best. And, and I love that they didn't try to try to, you know, modernize it like the, this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start seeing oh, actually one thing too, uh, the commercials for these episodes. We know they're trying to tell us something, but we don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's kind of interesting how each uh each commercial has some type of branding to a uh a company that uh we know of so so far we know that um the first episode is stark uh second episode is hydra and then i think the third episode is um the soap company um uh gosh darn it oh uh, i know it it's it, i know Mm, something hydration something like that yeah which i think that's the reference to hydra or another, maybe it's another reference because you're right the other one did have the oh no, no hydra logo the hydra logo but the the person that they were referencing the name the name on the watch was uh the guy that created wanda and quicksilver mm, mm-hmm. yeah uh hy- hydra soak hydra soak there you go yeah 
Yeah, so uh, without going into too much detail about this episode, um, mm-hmm. they start to tease little things that little uh anachronisms that we start to see uh in the first one it was uh wanda what it was wanda seeing somebody or, or seeing somebody coming out of the sewer or something like that and then she just kind of said no they're like you know just denied it and all of a sudden it kind of reset and they're back to five seconds ago and it plays out differently and so i think that kind of gives a sign that even though wanda might not be completely uh knowledgeable about what's happening in the world around her she doesn't want to let go of it she's complicit in what's happening it's so crazy. Uh, yeah, there's so it's kind of like watching another episode of Lost. <laughs> it is, and I think that's what they want to do. The, yeah. the week, the week to week releases. Uh, that's another thing they're getting that Disney and Marvel are getting uh, a lot of crap for is the weekly releases, as, as opposed to just doing the binge. But mm-hmm. I, I, I like it though. It's it's so much. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy this so much more because it builds suspense. It builds suspense. I think it, it, it. Yeah, and it gets more people to be more interested because people are vibing about it. You know, people would be like, oh, hey, did you see last week's episode? Yeah, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it kind of pressures you to kind of keep up as opposed to when something just releases all at once. I'm mm-hmm. one of those that tends to go, well, I'll watch it later. It's already out anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it sucks when you like you watch something as soon as it comes out and you're really excited about it. And you ask me, oh, have you checked out this? And this? Oh, not yet. It's in my queue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Koba Kai. Uh, I I'm already all caught up. I haven't seen season three yet. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I'm already all caught up. I, I I was so excited for season three, and then I got more mm-hmm. excited when they released it on uh, January second, second third, if I remember it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, so let me see here, third episode. Okay, so third episode. This one is what the hell just happened in my screen? Okay. Uh, this one's now in color, so we're in the seventies. And we start to get more of a break in the the universe or the, the world that we're in. Uh, because mm-hmm. we can tell some characters seem to be behaving differently. Uh, obviously, they're either suspicious or they're conspiring behind their backs. And mm-hmm. one, uh, Geraldine, is kind of like snapped out of whatever she's she's doing mm-hmm. um she mentioned so she i feel like once he, once somebody gets into this world they get sucked into it mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if geraldine was sent into this world to you know either investigate what's going on maybe pull wanda and vision out or if she just got sucked into it and now she's she's uh she's forgot what, she, what her purpose was yeah so from what i know is that uh she is uh geraldine is the uh young girl that we see in uh, captain marvel maria she's all grown up maria rambo's daughter Ram- yeah. rambo yeah so uh she later joined sword which is uh the the space uh space version of shield yeah. so now you have sword of shield <laughs> um yeah so this has something to do with like uh some other dimension or something that is not on earth so i'm guessing um what's gonna happen is um i, th- I think wanda's playing with dimensions pulling people from different times and stuff into this whole thing um I'm- and then pulling other yeah, the reason why I say that is uh, a lot of people have been speculating that X-Men is going to be introduced mm-hmm. uh, through uh, this series. Right. And it makes a lot of sense because um, what happens if Wanda is opening up like, you know, um, X-Men and the only person that is able to get her out of her crazy um, world that she created for herself would be like... Um, Xavier. So Professor X. Uh let me see here. Let me see. 
So I, I'm more on the boat of I think um, she isn't the one that created this. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else kind of put her into it. But things are sort of, things are so perfect for her. She doesn't want to let it go. So while she didn't create mm-hmm. it, I think somebody else is 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 orchestrating the the world. And Wanda is just kind of feeding into it and, and embracing it. Um, yeah. But the one thing. I'd, and some people also said that, they, um, you know, that that stork might have something to do with it, too, because they were speculating that it is um, uh, that uh, demon. Uh, I forgot the name of the demon. Um, it's one of the characters. Um, uh, gosh, darn it. So. Oops. So uh, one of the things I I, I I told Martha that I I'm betting is what's going on is oh Mephisto it's Mephisto and the reason why it's because it it starts to be in uh, a bunch of different forms and I think the reason why uh, Mephisto is showing up in this series is because Wanda is a witch. So she's opening up portals that she's not supposed to. And I think the reason why she's opening up portals is because she's trying to get vision back. So she's She's so in love with him that she's opening up portals. And what happens when you open portals? You have demons. Yeah. And I did see that this might be connected to um, uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But but going back to the the X-Men or how it's been connected. Uh, one of the theories I did here was that uh, while, while we might not get the, the, the Quicksilver we saw in uh, Age of Ultron, this could, since she's opened up portals and other dimensions, she could bring in Peter Evan or Evan Peters's Quicksilver from X-Men First Class, not X-Men First Class, X-Men uh, Age of Apocalypse and... and Yeah, First Class. He was in there too. He was in first, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because he had to go in back in time. Yeah, so he he might she might bring mm-hmm. in that Quicksilver rather than the Quicksilver we're already introduced to in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Scarlet Witch just poking holes in the multiverse. The multiverse, mm-hmm. crazy, yeah, so much stuff. <laughs> and then uh, it just happens that all the X Men movies are connected now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they need to introduce X Men. They introduce um, a Fantastic Four, which mm-hmm. introducing Mister Fantastic for stuff that might alter the the universe seems to be up his alley so mm-hmm. we'll see where they go with this one it's definitely setting up the next phase which this is the first step into the next mcu phase um that we're experiencing mm-hmm. all right so anything else about any of the first three episodes before we move on no i'm just excited to see what the hell is gonna happen oh next God, i know uh episode four coming out this friday and that leaves us with they have nine episodes coming so five more to go mm-hmm. all right let's go to our next segment in time uh movies okay movies So we finally got a trailer for the more the most anticipated movie of this well not most anticipated one of the most anticipated movies that's coming out this year Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, your thoughts on the trailer? Man, uh, it's so freaking awesome to finally see something like this happen. Um, I mean, we've been teased for so long. Uh, I still remember in high school uh, seeing you know a bunch of different uh, scripts being pitched to these companies. Uh, the studios Mm -hmm. that they wanted to bring Godzilla and King Kong into one single movie. Uh, Dude. And it was, it was just, but look at the trailer, man, pants off. (laughs) And they were, they were, (laughs) they were teasing the whole Monarch thing uh, since the first movie. I think it was uh, Mm -hmm. when they, they talked, they mentioned Skull Island in one of the 
like background documents, whatever. So we knew King Kong was somewhere in there, but to finally get it, that's awesome. And, and to be honest, I was never really fully sold on Godzilla vs. King Kong, but the trailer did hype me up. And I am a sucker for action movies that have like a guitar, or not guitar, but like a rock song uh, pumping you up. It reminds me very much of uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but one thing, Anton, I don't know if you noticed this, and I might just text it to you. Um, there was something on the screen in the trailer, and people were thinking that it might be either teasing or at least introducing the idea of Mecha Godzilla. You laugh, but look at the picture. <laughs> that is uh, pretty crazy. So, I mean, it could be just a digital re- render of Godzilla, or it mm-hmm. could be just a breakdown schematic of a mechanized Godzilla. I think most notably is the feet and uh, what we assume is going to be the tail. <clears throat> I think uh, if they did add it into this movie, I just hope that it's not too much. This, this, I mean, they're already adding King Kong. Whoa, <laughs> they're going to add Mechagodzilla. <clears throat> it's just going to be overload for me. Well, because we, 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 we well, they established in the trailer that Godzilla is acting up. And one of the actors said, We have to understand why Godzilla is attacking humans. I'm like, He's a fucking monster. Um, <laughs> uh, so I can see. I think he's being controlled by the host. Something. Like in the previous movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if in the movie, uh, because Godzilla is acting so erratic, um, that they the humans, Monarch or whoever is leading the charge now, has created a contingency plan to fight Godzilla before King Kong comes into the picture in the movie. Whether they get used in battle is one thing, or whether they just kind of go uh, similar to... to uh, Rhodey in Iron Man 1 where he looks at the Iron Man suit and goes next time baby. I can see him going next time make a Godzilla. We didn't need you this time maybe next time. <laughs> what a tease. Right? <laughs> Seriously what a tease. Yeah. yeah. Alright that's on. Anything else with Godzilla versus King Kong? No just excited to see what the hell is going on with that movie too. Yeah let's see when it releases. And, and mm-hmm. by the way good thing we didn't cover the schedule last episode because already April schedule is out the window for, for movie releases. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, James Bond. No Time to Die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, I think Black Widow got, mo- got moved again. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. I- I'm thinking late May movies might be the earliest we, we get some some movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. All right. That vaccine. That vaccine. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice, League, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Just a quick uh, note here. Uh Zack Snyder has confirmed that it's going to be a four-hour movie. There's some back and forth of whether it was going to be a two-parter, and I think there's a for a time there was talk about being a four-part series. But Snyder said, "No, it's all out once. It's one movie, four hours." Can we can we get an intermission? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a very theater-friendly movie, so I think HBO Max will mm-hmm. be the best option for it. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, Tenet. I did watch it recently. Uh, we did talk about it last episode because you wanted me to to watch it. I'll let you do the setup. All right. So uh, it's been a while since we had a Christopher Nolan movie, and uh, I think this movie. He said this movie was um, in the works since Memento. So it's been over almost two decades of him trying to figure out how and when to do this movie, and um, he only had a concept. He just wrote it, uh, drew a picture on a piece of paper. Um, but it's so crazy. Okay. Uh, so Tenet is a movie about uh, uh, espionage. 
And um, uh, not only that, there's so many layers Mm -hmm. to this movie. Kind of similar to Inception where you're in a dream, within another dream, within another dream. But instead of dreams, we're left with time. Mm -hmm. Forward and backwards. Um, So uh, we have this main character, uh, this main protagonist. um, The protagonist. Yeah, the protagonist. Um, starring, uh, what's his name? Something Washington. Uh, something Washington. Uh, oh man, I need to bring up that page. I'm John David right Washington and everything. Yeah. John David Washington. Uh, so stars John David Washington, who is this agent, um, CIA agent, mm-hmm. uh, who is, um, on a test to become somebody who he didn't know that he was going to be a somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but being this somebody, uh, he... Okay, here's the messed up part. Like, when you finish watching this movie, and if you understand the concept, mm-hmm. you keep thinking about this movie. Because after watching it, you think that you, you're you done with the movie. Mm-hmm. But in your head, the movie's still going on. You're still trying to piece back, piece together the, the parts that you saw earlier. It's not just piecing... It's not just piecing the pieces together the movie's still playing in your head but then if you really think about it there's other stuff that's it's it's a continuous movie mm-hmm. it, it's it's all back and forth um okay it's it, one thing i got noticed too is that i love that they hand you the tools the 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 the, the, the cipher to the movie mm-hmm. near the end of the movie which is mm-hmm. anybody that's going forward in time is usually marked by red or some sort of like red lighting something some red clothing something to indicate that they're going forward Anybody that's going backwards in time or in is the uh, inverse, blue. inverse, what they called it. Yeah. Uh, you're marked in blue. So yeah. if you want to go backwards, if you want to go back and watch the movie again, that's some some signs to look forward, look forward to, uh, to see, to help you piece it together. Yeah. There are. A l- okay. So long story short, this movie is about uh, trying to figure out who's building this time weapon that's from the future yeah so right there mm-hmm. i honestly to, i i feel like i would just rewatch the movie just to re-listen to that dialogue i don't fully understand how it was even created to begin with uh i feel like this movie is a paradox in itself because everything that happened happened because okay. it already happened so <laughs> <laughs> what we saw in this movie mm-hmm. It's just one timeline. And uh, when this. okay, so let's say let's let's rewind this all the way to the very beginning. It's not in this movie all the way to the very beginning. Who's beginning? Nothing ever happened. (laughs) Okay, so this is this is how everything started. Okay, Mm -hmm. so first started with one person um, putting implementing this system for the future Mm -hmm. and it was left there for the future like kind of like a time capsule right. so this person in the future who digs up this time capsule starts the whole entire timeline and that's where it starts and you're talking about the the quote-unquote undetonated bomb right that was yeah covered? undetonated bomb mm-hmm. that's how it started and then you know once everything started going backwards and then going forward again that's when something messes up and it goes back again and it keeps overlapping. So this is going to be continuous. There's always going to be loopholes that they need to fix every single time. Mm-hmm. And this is going to keep going. It's never going to stop. But John David Washington's character, he basically set up this whole entire thing to basically patch the hole forever. 
the the tenant project or the tenant group, right? Yeah, this is going to be forever. Mm-hmm. So this is never going to end. It's not. It can't be. Pa- yeah, that's what I'm it saying. can't be fully passed. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a paradox. And to the, mm-hmm. the only reason it happened is because it already happened. Um, yeah. So I think like, you know, what the, the movie that we're watching is like probably somewhere in the middle of what's going on. So right. like it, or even at the end, but there's no end. It's going to keep going. Right. No, the, right now what we're seeing is the first half. The half we're missing mm-hmm. is uh, the protagonist. Uh, I mean, we, we kind of see him start to start to become the person he has to become. Um, but really, there's more to his story where he eventually begins the tenant group or the tenant project, whatever they call it, uh, that then fills those roles that we need him to fill by, mm-hmm. you know, playing these little bits of going back in time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's so name? you only watch this movie once, right? Yes. Only through once? Yes. Yeah. So watching it once, I was able to grasp the the concept of it uh-huh. were, were you able to like do all that or you had to um look up online no, I was able to grasp any of that or talk no, I, to I was, other people no I, I was able to, i was able to grasp the concept of it the only thing that i i didn't really understand was um the 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 re the the, the ability to go back in time but the concept of the mm-hmm. movie i i understood yeah mm-hmm. So you, do you remember, uh, you know, at the very beginning um, of the movie in that orchestra um, room, uh, John David's character uh, encounters that person that went back in time uh, with with that bullet. Right. That was Robert Pattinson's Yeah, that character. was Neil. Yeah, with a little uh, red yeah. red charm in the back of his, in the backpack that he picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, you know, at, at a very uh, start of the movie, uh, if you don't rewatch the movie or don't notice that detail, you don't think that that was him. Like you would just brush it off like, OK, why is that bullet going backwards? And that's all you know. Well, tra- traditionally for traditionally in movies, uh, they would button that up at the end. They would do a flashback or they would yeah. mention it. Someday. Full circle. Right. They, they would yeah, they, full circle. They would t- dovetail it. Uh, but in this one, because it's intended to be backwards and forwards, and I'm sure somebody's already done yeah. edit where they follow Neil in the reverse order. Um, mm-hmm. which I think they can do. <laughs> they can just do a version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with yeah. with Neil as the main the main uh, character. Uh, yeah, I, I I'd call this a a hidden full circle because that's basically what it is. Yeah, can't really see. Until we understand the whole concept, I really yeah. wish. So it's crazy. I, I really wish this details. got this got the theatrical release it deserved, just to hear people bitch about it, because <laughs> you know the people yeah. that would have been like coming out going, "Oh, this movie made no sense," or "Oh, it didn't have an ending," or blah blah blah. Uh, quick question: Do you think Neil is? Uh, and I'm I'm blanking out of her name. Damn, she's not even. Even the IMDb list, the casting list is kind of screwed up. Like, it, uh, Debecky, uh, something Debecky. Elizabeth Elizabeth Debecky, whatever her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think it's 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 Neil is her son, or do you think it's um, or do you think her son grows up to be Ives, the other key character that we see at the quote unquote end of the movie, who is very invested and just seemed like he would be a throwaway character, but then in the end he turns out to be a very pivotal character man that's totally mine fuck like totally because <laughs> because uh-huh. it sucks because 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 her son has uh not blonde but he is kind of like like a light brown maybe dirty blonde like hair color which sucks because it fits both ives when played by uh aaron taylor johnson and uh and neil uh played by robert pattinson like the, their hair colors are almost the same so like it could be either one <laughs> Wait, that was Aaron Taylor Johnson? Uh-huh. Ives? Yeah. 
He looked a little bit more rugged in this one, but yeah, that was that was him. Holy crap, that was him. Yeah. Holy shoot, I didn't even recognize him. I didn't recognize him until the very end when they're when they're by the helicopter. Ah, oh, I think it's the facial hair because I, I I didn't really see that. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy smokes, dude. That's that's crazy. I didn't even notice. Yeah, so uh, I, that, that's the one thing that I think that we we would never get a straight answer on. Or maybe there was a key detail in there somewhere um, that, that I might have missed. Uh, but I was really looking for something, some, some indicator that like, okay, Ives is her son. Or okay, Neil is her son. But all we know is yeah. the story's not complete. This, this reminded me of freaking Doctor Who and River Song, their, their story, where one is going forward in time, the other's going backward in time. Um, I think maybe that's why I was able to grasp it so, so easily, because <laughs> I've already yeah. seen it. Uh, for me, um, playing Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, really got me to understand how this concept works. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason. After watching it, I'm like, man, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Wow. I forgot about um, Sands of Time, yeah. Yeah. So I, I after watching this movie, I was thinking, man, it would be awesome if they just had a standalone movie or like a spinoff movie with with just Robert Pattinson, because he's such a cool character. They do. And not it's only that, Batman. he's so good in this movie. He's amazing. So, so two things I want to note as an achievement for this movie. Uh, one, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan did not let any of the characters use their real accents. Uh, even uh, Robert Pattinson, who already has a British accent, uh, did a, a different dialect uh, when speaking. Uh, and for the scenes where they're talking backwards, they had to record their own. They, they had to speak backwards. They had to. They had to learn how to say that phrase backwards so it played in reverse accurately so that's why it kind of sounds a little funky it sounds funky when they replay it because it's actually them talking backwards um with that accent so i'm like holy crap that's like a nice little challenge to add there and number two uh the 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 score which is by the way uh, amazing like epic score for this movie like it 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 fits it so well it was all done remotely Uh, i i forgot the composer so hans zimmer did it uh hans zimmer so hans zimmer i can't remember where it was um, but so, so the, they couldn't do the orchestra because of the social distancing. So what he had to do mm-hmm. was he worked with each of the musicians, uh, in their home, recorded them individually and then mixed everything, uh, at once. So he, he, wow. yeah. So like he did this all through like the pandemic. I was like, that's true. The music is usually the last oh, thing. Oh, 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 sorry. My bad. It's Ludwig Goransson. There we go. I was like, not Hans Zimmer. <laughs> you, you know who, you know what else he worked on, right? What? The theme song for The Mandalorian. Ah. <laughs> so he's very good. Have you seen his music video? It's so freaking epic, dude. No, but it makes like sense. See- he's very good at setting atmosphere. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But I was like, holy right, shit. So- like, not only... Not only the pain in the ass of recording each person individually, but just the, the the work to help them set it up to make sure that the the sound is captured right, that it sounds right when it's recording. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're done with the episode, you should check out this music video. It's only about three minutes and 30 seconds, but it's so epic. Like it, it, it makes the song so much more uh, like it hits you more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. So, um, I mean, this movie, you got to experience it for yourself, really, to really uh, grasp grasp the um, 
It is the mind fuck. It, it is, and 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 you know what? Yeah. I would say spoiler warning, but at the same time, like this is such a roller coaster ride. Even if you knew what was going to happen, experiencing the movie step by step, and and because every detail matters. It's a long ass movie, but every detail matters. So I give this one props. Anton, out of five, what do you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.8. Not perfect, but pretty close. I would have said four and a half, but then I went backwards in time and I was like, you know what? That's a mistake. I'm going to say 4.8 as well. (laughs) (laughs) I inverse myself. It's going to be a masterpiece. You know, later down the road, uh, people are going to be like, wow, uh, what's what's a good movie? And you're going to say, you know, this is probably going to be in the top 100 for sure. It is going to be a textbook. Of uh, storyboarding and just mapping out your story ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. Although one thing I, I I do have questions about uh, in the battles, mm-hmm. people die, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the group that's inverse, um, that means that they are in, inter- going forward inter- in time. Well, no, no, that they're inverse. So that so they are. Oh, they, they're, they're going into the battle the way they exited. Mm-hmm. So and then they kind of play through the battle backwards and then they leave through the helicopters that are coming in. What about the casualties? Like, do, do like as again, the helicopters are like, oh, shit, you you were on this mission. You were at the beginning. Oh, that's because I died. But since we're going backwards, I'm alive. <laughs> like, how do the casualties work? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, like, uh, it keeps fixing itself. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Even after movie, it's still going on. They're still going back to fix things. So the, the people... It's a constant fixing. They're but how do you fix patching the whole... How do you fix somebody... Th- well, I guess I didn't really show them dying. They got kind of exploded into a wall that's rebuilt. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, that, that's the thing, like, whatever happens, they're going to keep going back to fix things. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's never ending. Like, let's say you fix this, but you have to fix something else. This is kind of like the butterfly effect, but you have to like, keep fixing things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this goes back to the whole thing. Like if you go back because, yeah, the people in the future are idiots, uh, but it's kind of funny because they're us. Um, but the whole thing of like if you, the, I think it was Google, Google or, or, or Apple or Tesla, one, one of the companies, one of the major tech companies, um, they like to ask you open ended questions uh no mm-hmm. no 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 i don't say no right or wrong but there is right or wrong but they they more they more or less want to see your thought process uh so mm-hmm. they'll ask you like oh if you can go back in time would you kill hitler why or why not my answer is always no and people will be like oh but why like hitler's terrible you're you're letting all these thousands of people die the reason i say no is because we won if i was to go back in time kill hitler and it's funny because the more documentaries come out about world war ii the more we know about the, the nazi side Hitler was more of just a figurehead. He wasn't the one that was really. There's a bunch of other people that were the, worse. His, his, yeah. It's kind of like killing one bad person, another person. Yeah, like Hitler. Hitler was just a fig, figurehead. There was a lot. That his his generals, his 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 people in a circle, uh, were really doing the messed up shit. They were the ones doing the experiments. They were the ones driving the weaponry. If if Hitler was out of the picture, one of them would have taken over. And the reason we won is because Hitler pretty much was was cracked out. On, on on drugs he, he was on methers i forgot what it was um so he was kind of paranoid he actually started killing off the people closest to him and he just started being really, really erratic that's what we want so i would not go back in time and kill hitler because we want <laughs> mm-hmm. why mess with that if, if we didn't win it would be like the man in the high castle exactly which i wonder if, I, I, I need to finish <laughs> man in the high castle but i'm wondering if that's the twist somebody went back in time to try to get, kill hitler 
<laughs> all right Anton uh, if people want to make sure we win how can they do that uh, they can do that by going to our website and uh, support us by buying a sticker t-shirt or hat or maybe something uh, and if there was something that we talked about on the show or on our social media any of the links takes uh, takes them to Amazon gives us a little kickback so that's a good thing yep yep uh, they can also follow us on social media at the 2OC on Twitter Instagram and Facebook you can also send us an email uh, mail at the 2OC.com to let us know your thoughts on Tenet or uh, any of these you want to email us about we're, we're, up to, we're open for discussion and like Anton said like the little links that I put on put on Twitter every now and then that helps us out too okay and today's podcast is brought to you by Audible get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash the 2OC there are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can use it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Um, so, you know, since uh, we had a really presidential week uh, previously, I highly recommend reading um, A Promised Land, Obama. He actually narrated the whole uh, entire book. So highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, and then my recommendation, and I'm hoping next week, next episode we'll, we'll be able to talk about it, at least some uh, Star Wars Light of the Jedi. Okay. Have, have you st- Time to read. Have, have you started reading it? <laughs> I, I read the first couple of pages, but that was it. <laughs> oh, it doesn't get easier from there. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I think within the first hundred pages, we can probably talk about it next episode. Um, okay. But yeah, so Star Wars Light of the Jedi, if people want to get a jump start on our next episode there. Okay. Giving you guys homework. Good. All right. All right, Anton, is that it? Yep, that's it. All right. For the 2 C, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. See you guys. Yeah. Oh,